you're listening to another fantastic Halloween episode from the same guys that brought you the last Halloween episode. Now join us as we take you away to Hocus Pocus. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Cult Film and Review. Uh, this week we are talking about Hocus Pocus, a Disney film made in 1993. Um, we're going to talk about that because it's Halloween themed and we're doing Halloween themed movies this month uh, of the month of October. So uh, thanks for sticking with us. And you know what? Let's just start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Cult Film and Review. This week we are doing Hocus Pocus for our October Halloween themed slash horror themed movies. So I hope you guys are enjoying that. Um, this movie was made in 1993. I guess I'm going to start it off my question uh, this way. Um, this movie, when it came out, came out to terrible reviews. I think it was like 30% uh, critic reviews on Rotten Tomato Meters uh, for critics. But yet it has a 70% with audiences. So what is the disconnect or what is the audience that makes this a cult film or a popular film to them? And what are the critics missing? Well, I, I can say first off, this movie wasn't even supposed to be released in theaters. Like it was supposed to be directly put onto like the Disney Channel or something like that. And they said that they thought that they well, they figured that the star power enough and they said, you know what, I think we have something special here. And they actually did release it in theaters. So I mean, maybe that has something to do with it because TV movies are not are made for TV versus something that you put up on a screen. But okay, anybody else? What is the critics? What do the critics see that the or what do the critics see that the audience is missing? What does the audience see that the the critics are missing? Um, I think critics in general. I mean, I don't know. This is going to be a generalized statement. I don't know. It's going to be wrong. But critics are more like film people. So, you know, they look at the, you know, the what they consider is hokey dialogue, um, kind of a disconjointed film a little bit. So, like, they're rating it on that aspect. I think the reason why it became so popular was, I mean, I think it's pretty much ran the life of the ABC family 13 Days of Halloween, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it kills on there each and, I think and that, every time I, it's on. I think the reason why it continues to have a popularity is because it, it's grabbing newer audiences, maybe. And because think, of that? Yeah, because of that. Because it's it's always playing to a new collection of children every Halloween. Um, so I think that's what's propelling it. I think the... I mean, realistically, my like I don't think it's a well-made film. So I don't think a film, has, or a film critic would have given it a good rating in general. Like, I can agree with, with most of that. But I think that's... I think because of the, the ABC Family Channel, that's why it's continuing to grab an audience. So I don't remember seeing well, this movie. As I'm going to change your words a little bit. I want to ask Chris this, Chris. So, do you think that the critics missed the heart of the movie? Uh, and then the, twisting your words a little bit, because, but but the heart of the movie and looked at it as, uh, you know, this is a film and not looking at it basically, I guess the the heart of the movie, which I think is a Halloween time adventure. Well, I don't really know what these. At the time, I was kind of young when it came out. I can't really imagine what the critics were going into this movie thinking it was going to be. I mean, it's a Disney film. 
you know, it's a Halloween themed film. Um, you know, it's got some pretty wacky looking characters in it. So I don't know what the, if they were going into it really judging or being super critical. And then like the audience picked up on what you're saying, the heart, the heart of the film, which I think is the connection. Ultimately, it is the heart of the film. You know, there's nothing really particularly uh, overly creative about it. But the, you know, the the humor connects with a lot of different people and even when you're older, you can still, you understand more about the film. So carries. Um, the one thing I, I was going to point out, and this might have played into getting a low rating. Maybe you just do a quick Google search of 1993 films that came out. Like I'll just go down the list. Jurassic Park, Schindler's <laughs> List, The Fugitive, Mrs. Doubtfire, Groundhog's Day, Philadelphia, Nightmare that, Before Christmas, wow. Sleepless in Seattle, The Firm, True Romance, Tombstone, like dude, it was going. Three was, was a killer year. Dude, it yeah. was going up against right? a shitload. Yeah. By the time this came out, critics are like, "Wow!" In the grand scheme of things, of what I what I've seen this year, I mean, really compared to all of those, yeah. I mean, it's my my favorite quote, <laughs> my favorite quote that I, I read on Wikipedia of one of the reviews was like, "Don't expect this movie to be this year's summer's uh, sister act." And I'm like, "Oh God, yeah, right? <laughs> like sister act?" But I, okay, that tells I, you where critics' minds that's, are. That's at. what they were comparing it to at the time. Like, this is no, this is no sister act. I will say something about this film. It it, it is incredibly one dimensional. Like, there's no deeper meaning to this. This is not a story about, oh, family, or, like, the deeper meaning of, like, friendship. There's no, like, overwhelming subtext in this film. It's literally some witches come back and terrorize some kids, and that's it. <laughs> and they have to it's defend over. themselves. And they have to defend themselves. It's, there's nothing, and that's something that critics are, are looking for. They want film to say something, I think, a lot of the time. Yeah. And this doesn't say a damn thing. Well, well shit, you're going up against it's, it. It's almost going mind, up against it's a World War II film. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me <laughs> yeah, <right>. Holocaust <laughs> film. <laughs> let me break down the story a little bit and then ask you a question. So... How it starts out is there's uh, there's these three sister witches that live out in the woods. Um, it starts back in olden times, like 300 years ago from 1993. Do the math. Um, <laughs> 1793. There you go. It's during like the Salem witch trials, basically yeah. 1600s, right? No, 1793. 1793. Okay. And basically, they get caught uh, t- capturing a little girl to suck her soul out to our youth, basically, and kill her so that they can life be young. force. Yeah. Uh, her brother interrupts it, and it's more or less. I, that's where I kind of disagree you, with you because it is a story about a brother and sister and an adventure they go on. Because that's what the Thackeray Bing story was telling. Uh, they turn Thackeray into a cat once he, he tries to save his sister, but he doesn't. Um, and that Thackeray has to live forever, basically, as a cat, um, cannot die. Uh, and then the sisters come back when a candle is lit, the black flame candle is lit by a virgin who is Max, um, our main character. And his sister, his little sister, uh, Danny, and um, oh god, what's the girl's name? Angela. Is it Angela? The the uh, love the love interest, basically. We should probably and then, that up. Yeah, and and then it goes from <laughs> it goes from there. Um, but here's my question: Did we get George Lucas with this movie before George Lucas? George Lucas does, and what I mean by that is, was this story not about Max and his sister, Allison? Allison, that's the girl's name. Allison, uh, right. not and not about his sister, but about the witches, right? Because like the you watch episode, uh, uh, was it uh, four through uh, six, 
and you think it's all about Luke. But turns when you watch episodes one through three, you realize no, this is just the continuing story of Darth Vader. Okay. So is that like a snapshot of the witch's life? Because I feel that way because there's a they're stronger characters. Yeah. And they they they, they shadow the heroes so much that I feel like that is the bad aspect of filmmaking we got in this one. I don't care what happens to the kids. I really don't. I didn't either. <laughs> I did not care. Not a not but those witches are damn entertaining and I don't want them to go away. <laughs> You're rooting for the bad guy yeah, essentially. Th- yes. Yeah, there's no doubt that the witches are the main attraction of this film. And I mean and but look who who they got to play them. I mean right? Bette Midler, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and um oh god, what's her name? Something Najili? N- yeah, as it Nancy Nancy? Yeah. Is it Nancy? We should probably look that up. (laughs) (laughs) The theme of the night. (laughs) She's fantastic. Najimi. Kathy Najimi. She's fantastic. They are all veteran actors. I mean, they've been doing this for years. And I think that shows for the most part. Well, they all seem super theatrical. I mean, that's what you see in Disney. Well, Bette Miller, for sure, is a a performer. I mean, I think Sarah Jessica Parker did theater, too. Oh, I'm certain she has. I'm certain she has. Um... The only other person that's kind of shining in this is Thora Birch for her age. You yes. Know? You can kind of see. Felt natural. She's, like, str- mm-hmm. she's a stronger performer than the other two kids. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. The only kids that she's beat out by is Ice. <laughs> and <Yeah>. Jay. And <laughs> Jay. Yeah. Just like, Thank you for saying that. They're like this <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob of like this. <laughs> of Salem, uh, Massachusetts. Yeah. That yeah. makes no sense, too, because the it's so funny. They're from Salem, Massachusetts, and they're knocking on this kid from home from California, and one of them has a huge California <laughs> accent. No, but I'm so glad you brought that up, because that's my favorite theme of Disney movies from the 90s. If you were from California and you moved to Middle America, there was something wrong with you. Because yeah. not only not only was it was it those two, but it was also the teacher in the very beginning of the film yeah. who was like, with your tie-dyed shirt, wacky California yeah. guy. And it's like, he's from California, not from Mars. Yeah. <laughs> but in the 90s, if you were from California, you might as well have been from Mars. Yeah. yeah. Not only Disney the movies. Outsider. But not only Disney movies did this, but look at like um, Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law is the perfect example right, of right. that movie. Yeah. It is that movie in like a whole but yeah no it's a funny it's a reoccurring theme in like i feel like 90s kids movies like it was always like we had to move i left all my friends where are you from la like yeah, <laughs> Los Angeles. They didn't get it. Like yeah. Yeah. idiots. And but. I don't understand this crazy rural place that I'm living in right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things are so that. much different. I mean, pigs? Really? <laughs> is there a rooster going off? The only other movie that did it differently was My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask a question too? In in, in, ni- in the nineties in California, were there no bullies? There always was I, I bullies. Don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know because it, yeah, he seems so shocked. That he's being bullied. Exactly. Yeah. He was kind of a dick, though. I mean, come on. Like, Mac, Max in the beginning, like, he's like, hey, uh, here's my number if you want to I don't to know. That, that, no, was, that, that was, was a smooth pretty, move yeah, to pull that, was... that in the middle of class. Yeah. Oh, I would give, I give him mad props on like, that one. Whoa. Max's character is definitely I didn't believe set it. up to. <laughs> no. Max's character. <laughs> you wish you had done it. That's is, why. This is where it failed. Max's character was definitely set up to be uh, cynical. 
Yeah. But the the actor playing Max was not strong enough to get that across. Oh yeah, he was supposed to be like the skeptic, like I don't believe in witches and Yeah, that's why he Let's just yeah. like the sucker and, and see what happens. Yeah. And uh. he comes off more of a turd rather than a like Ferguson. Like, like yeah, he comes <laughs> off rather like more of a turd than he does, you know. I think it's a it's a it, that's a running theme though in a lot of shows and a lot of TV <laughs> is, is the skeptic fucks it, everything up. Because yeah. he's, Mike? he's being too Mike? well. I know I'm I'm a skeptic <laughs> myself, but I mean, see you Mike? see that in like movies like what is it? You ever see, watch the TV show Medium? No. His wife can talk to dead people. It went for six seasons, and the husband constantly was like, no matter what episode it was, was like, honey, you know, there's got to be a rational explanation. I've solved 100 crimes from talking to dead people, and you don't believe that it could be that way. Today as well. That would be my <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. Nope. No. You know, there's got to be a rational reason. It's like the. It's called. It's the like, coincidence. I, if if there isn't a trope, it's got to be called the idiot skeptic, the one that sees all this evidence of metaphysical things happening and just ceases to believe that it could be true because he's so steadfast and being. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you know what? Let's take a break real quick, and when we come back, I want to talk more about this film. I want to talk about the sets. I want to talk about the effects. I want to talk more about the characters, also, because we really haven't gotten into like Winnie uh, uh, and her egotistical madness uh, and and all that. So let's come right back as soon as we can. Sisters, look! Here's the chocolate-covered finger of a man named Clark. Mmm. <laughs> hey, hey, candy. Why would the master give us candy? Because he isn't the harm master. He isn't? And these are not harm goblins. Oh, see? Oh. Cool it, man. Oh, Clark. Oh. Oh. Weirdos. Weirdos. Sisters. All Hallow's Eve has become a night of frolic. Oh. Where children wear costumes and run amok. Oh. Amok. Amok, 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 amok. Oh, Willie, just one child. <laughs> hey, guys, we're back, and we're talking about Hocus Pocus. And uh, one of the things I want to bring up was um, there is, uh, uh, and, and and someone else brought this up. I believe it was Kyle um, that it has a, a a huge following on the thirteen nights uh, ABC's Family's thirteen nights of Halloween. Yeah. Like this thing blows through the roof in ratings. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess it's keeping it what's keeping it fresh for a, a generation, uh, a newer generation, I, sh- I should say. But what what was what keeps it fresh for, or what doesn't keep it fresh, I should say, uh, for you guys? I feel like the film has become sort of like a Christmas vacation, if you will. Like it's a f- it's a family friendly movie that you can watch. Everybody kind of looks forward to, you know. Like it. That's why I think it's done so successful on TV. Okay. It's 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 related to the holiday. It's something. It's like if you're not too into Halloween, you can still kind of watch it and get some laughs, and 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 everybody can sit down. Mike, for me, I, I'll tell you, it's because this 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 film missed my generation. I wasn't a kid when I hit when this came yeah? out. Yeah, were you like and forty? <laughs> well, thirty five. But I mean, <laughs> I, we we discussed this on the Return to Oz episode of how different eighties kids cart or 80s kids movies were versus like the 90s. Mm-hmm. Things got really happy and really like kind of cheery. Back in the 80s everything was dark. This is a know? very dark movie. It's not <laughs> real it's it's but Zachary it, Binks gets ran over by a bus. Oh, so no, there's uh, some, some humorously weird dark things that happen in this film. One particular one that I will say is when they put those witches in the oven 
and they burn them, and they come walking out, and they are just cheery and like high cartwheeling high fiving and, and, and yeah. shit. I mean, I'm I, no. I mean, listen. I get it. They're evil because they're witches. But you just killed three women in the most horrendous fashion you can think of, and these kids are just like, "Hey, all right." <laughs> like that was more crazy well, than I think. Well, duh. If you had some witches coming after three hundred year old soul, witches, I yeah. wouldn't care about burning them. Why asses, the hell does dude? the school have a giant walk-in fucking incinerator? Yeah, I they, don't know. No, dude. For you don't pottery need... class. Yes, dude. They have the best pottery class. In the state of Massachusetts. Oh, is that what that is? Salem's known for their pottery A lot of donations go to the pottery course. But still, is there any fear of these witches? Does any any of you feel any kind of like, oh, God, the stakes are really high. These witches might kill people. Yeah, they could shoot lightning out of their fingertips, and they could suck my soul out of my body. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, was it dark? Was it frightening to you in any way? Or was it just comedically I don't think they tried hard enough to get away from them. Yeah. The kids? Okay. Like originally, like in the in the opening story, it was like, "Oh, where's my sister? Oh, what? She just wandered into the woods, and she, now she's getting the soul sucked well, out of her." A, she's a little Thackeray girl. Zachary Binks turns into a fucking cat, and then like, yeah, I don't know. When they come back, they're more they're they're less scary. When they come back, they're more comical. All right, so let's talk some technical aspects because I feel like this is where, or we might get into some arguments here. Um, <laughs> I personally uh, am a big fan of the sets of this movie. I think the town looks fantastic. I think the um, the witch's house is fantastically done. Like the woods is great. Like I love the sets in this movie. Anyone disagree with me? Yeah. All right, Mike. Why I disagree? Other than the town, because I know this was shot on location in Salem. Um, Man, that's a gorgeous town. Then it must it, it gorgeous. Must be. Town. I mean, if it yeah, I've what? never I've never been fantastic. There. Fantastic but town, Salem. T- tell us how you really <laughs> keep feel. Keep doing Cody. it, Salem. Keep doing it. Keep it clean. No litter. <laughs> keep it. Keep it classy, Salem. Yeah. Do for real. <laughs> Pumpkins, fucking twenty four seven. But go ahead. But other than that, no. I I, I think the little sh- the shack or the hut, whatever the heck that thing was. Their uh, their house. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought it looked like a set. It just really looks like a set. It, it looks is like a something. Set. I well, I understand that, but it looks like. Like, yeah, nothing's really real. It doesn't really have a real old feel oh, to it. I'm sorry, it, it was a museum. It. Yeah, and doesn't it look like a Disney ride? But I mean, also, like, well, that's, that's, that's kind of thing I was gonna say. That's what I was that... gonna say. That everything oh. looks fabricated. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, and I felt the same way about the the, the uh, cemetery. I felt like the, the gravestones looked like they were made out of styrofoam. Yeah, no, I, I thought so too. I thought. I mean, I'm not saying I, I disliked the witch's home, but it did definitely look Disney. It yeah. looked like. You know, like Chris said, it does look like it's off a Disney ride or any other Disney film. It didn't feel like a real. I think place. I know, so. You know what the problem? So it is. was a total. It was a so seeing that against the actual uh, location of Salem versus that is it was a huge disconnect. It felt out of place. It didn't feel real. I understand what you guys are saying, and and I I can agree with you, I can agree with you guys. Like I can agree with you because. This is what Disney does in the, in the fact that it, it looks like one of the theme park rides, right? They do things too well. Does that make sense? They don't have imperfections in their sets. Yeah. So it doesn't look real. Does that make okay, sense? Okay, yeah. No, I understand. Like, they put time and effort into, like, we got to spray paint these boards to make them look every as old sing- as possible. Yes. Or every single detail. We got to get some spider webs coming out over here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like every, the guy. Like we got to get some spider webs. You know, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Even though it doesn't look... Even though it does... That, that the witch's house is not supposed to look perfect, it looks perfect for what it's supposed to be. 
Yeah, no, I it understand. It suits their characters and their personality. Like, you know what I mean? I guess like it I don't know. When I see it, I see, I see it almost as like it could be like a cartoon. Like it's almost yes. cartoony. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so are the characters if you think oh, about I it. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Oh, my favorite's Bette Miller, Winnie, yeah. hands down. Just her ego is so great, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, I want to talk more about um, the technical aspect of the film. One of the things I think this film does very, very well, um, and I, I just want to know if anybody else, again, disagrees with this, pacing, fantastic in this film. It, it might be the only thing I I don't yeah. disagree with. I, I think pacing's fine, yeah. Yeah, I it moves along moves, quick, quick. It, it yeah. just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. You never like, really perfectly. feel like you're in the same place ever again. Nope. I fell asleep during during this movie. At what wow. what scene? At what scene? Uh, it was right when they got to the uh, the adult party. Oh, that passed oh. Out. It's one of the best parts. It is out. one of the best parts, and I'm going to bring up why. Passed out. Because the Misfits I, I, are playing I, I'm, on stage. I'm, no, I'm gonna, just kidding. I, <laughs> was that the Misfits? Wow. No. <laughs> did a lovely rendition of 50s rockabilly. Yeah, it'd be cool if they did get them. I wish they did. <laughs> no, I, 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 think the, the, I think the pacing... I don't want to say that. I don't know if I'm. I'm going to say the pacing was slow, but I just think the story in general didn't feel like driven as quickly, and maybe it just felt a little dis disconjointed a bit. Like I did feel like it was jumping around quickly. So while the pacing was right on, the story wasn't flowing like I felt it should have, which made it feel boring to me or yeah. not engaging. Well, that's the biggest issue with this movie. Honestly, is the story. Yeah, that's the biggest issue. But, I mean, if you take your brain out for a little bit and just enjoy a popcorn movie, which I think this is, you can enjoy this movie. Because, yeah, there's little things that I would, in this movie, that this time around when I watched it, it was driving me insane. Like when she's flying next to Zachary, uh, when he's flying next to Zachary in the car as they're getting away towards the end of the film. And she's like, do you even do you have your learner's permit? I'm like, how does she know what a learner's permit is? They didn't even know what a road was. Yeah, we, we all had <laughs> Thank you. We all said that. I also, I also asked... Why does she know that song that she sings? She's been asleep for 300 years. I put a spell on you. Yeah, why would yeah. she know that? Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's kind of... I had magic. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh, so the same reason why they're she knows They're very perceptive, Kyle. They, they probably yeah, they heard, heard it on, on the, the bus. Way. They yeah. heard it on the bus. It's, I yeah. mean, it's, <laughs> it's a huge continuity problem because if they're going to play up the whole, they're from the 1700s and they don't understand what a road is. Yeah. Like, then they, they can't... Then that, they're they not can't, allowed to know yeah. songs. <laughs> and then know what a driving permit is. The, other, the other thing that, that uh, uh, bugged me was Billy. I love Billy's character. Don't get me wrong. I love Billy's character, the the zombie ex boyfriend. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But the when he finally cuts open his mouth and he's yelling at Winnie, um, and the uh, Max makes the line of like, "Don't breathe on me because your breath's really bad." I'm like, he's dead. He <laughs> wouldn't be breathing on you. Do you know when he when the when the moths fly out? Those are actually real moths. Really, it's not CG. That's a, those are real moths. Oh, oh, gross. Yeah. How many moths had to die to make that yeah. scene? Because once oh, they get right wet now. in your mouth, they can't fly, right? No, you get all that. And then you get all that moth powder in your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking terrible. Uh, I got to respect him, you know, for doing it for his uh, craft. Hey, method. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but he, did also, for, he did it for Disney. He didn't do it for his craft. Okay. He did it for yeah. Disney. Also going with, with... And they made a great film, Kyle. Also going, <laughs> going with the story, though, that this movie has some great scenes. I agree they did. <laughs> I think Tron's a great film. <laughs> <laughs> they do have great scenes. What are like I, I think I think I 
every every scene I can find something that I like about it. But you know? no, like, like there's there's certain ones that you will remember. Like I think everybody can remember. Uh, at least for me, uh, I'll see if you guys do the scene where they the, where they find their master, Satan. Oh yeah, during of Halloween. Course, of That's course. cool, and it's and it's the Marshalls. Yeah, yeah Penny yeah. and uh, what's her I can't Frank remember. Frank Marshall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. dude, but he's... It's kind of cool that they got those guys in the film. I mean, I, they did a great job. Yeah. I love it. They're hilarious yeah. in that scene. They're hilarious. The, yeah. to, the torture chamber, which is the kitchen, <laughs> you know? Ah, I loved it. I love that. That is... Get out of my house. Make us. <laughs> I, 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 always, dog. I always remember the scenes with Jay and Ice, because those, those made me laugh the hardest, just because, like, they're so overdone, so exaggerated. Oh, as yeah. Oh, what, what's, his, what's, what's Ice's real name? Oh my god! Isn't it like, it's like, uh, like don't call me Dennis or something? No, he's like or... start with a C or something. He's like, don't call me anymore. I told you to call me Ice, and then he just turns around and has ice. This is the ice. Back of his head, and he's just pointing to it. I'm like, that's <laughs> the baddest thing on the planet. <laughs> nice cross trainers. <laughs> yeah, but there's other things I enjoy. Tubular. Uh, there's other things that I, I enjoy about this movie. The one thing that I think needs to get mentioned, Ernie. Ernie, yes. The thing that I think that needs to get mentioned is that is the shining absolute star of this movie, the costumes. Yeah, dude. Everyone, if you the, go back and watch the costume ball, everyone in there has an immaculate costume. Everyone, and then also think into when they go into the rich people's house, which is Allison's house. If you look in the background at the costumes that those people are wearing too. Gorgeous, like yeah. the costumes, even the witches' costumes are fantastically done. Yeah, like costumes, costume, costumes uh, are the winners <laughs> of this film. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I think Disney's got access to all I, you know, that I kind think of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm not mistaken. I think this won a Saturn Award for best costume. Did it? It should. I, I think it did. Should. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we can't give it an. We award. should probably look that up. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe we can't give it an award on our own planet. But thank God for Saturn. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna take a real quick break and find out if uh, this movie won an award on Saturn. We'll be right back. Twist the bones and bend the back. Here to take up the American mystic. Turn him of his baby. Here to take up the American mystic. And give him fur black as black. Just black. This. All right, guys, we're back, and we're talking about Hocus Pocus. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up, uh, that since this is a Disney movie, um, man, do they talk about sex a lot in this film, huh? They well, sure do. <laughs> it is a Disney movie, so. I mean, you got a virgin's got to light the candle, and it's brought up a lot that yeah. he's a they, virgin. They keep going at it like it's some weird thing that a teenager would be a virgin in high school. Like, like... It's, it's not weird. so weird. Yeah, this is my brother, and he's a virgin, and he lit the candle. It's yeah. like, all right, the it's cops like, like some virgin was just bothering me and thought I was a real cop. <laughs> Stupid <Yeah>. virgin. <laughs> and then <laughs> way to open that up way behind you <laughs> to make less noise. No one heard that. <laughs> and then uh, you know uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character is she in there for just the dads? 
<laughs> uh, yeah, her her child. Yes. I don't know what's going on with her. She she has some weird, very vague lines like, that I don't understand. Where she's like, "We really need to play with this kid." Yeah, she was just kid. meant to be the hot chick. Like, yeah, honestly, but, you know, like to transfer that into children. It makes me like, is she like a child? Hey, molester? I was, was like nine when that? I saw this movie, and I was definitely wanted to have sex with her. <laughs> okay, as a as a nine year old child. <laughs> Let's cut that out. Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed of it. I feel like she looked great, and 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 I, and it, you know, it just showed me what my taste in women were. I like, I'm, I'm I'm more surprised that at nine you were thinking about having sex with certain people, which is why is that surprising? I I don't know. Do you know what sex is at nine? <laughs> I think I. Oh, I I, I don't oh, know that I re- I don't I know I that I really a, did. I had a pretty good idea. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, okay. His scrambled ch- channel was not that scrambled. No. No. I told you guys. I used to fucking I used to I used to I was curious about it. So so when I saw like Sarah Jessica Parker, I had a crush on my babysitter at like 5 or 6. I feel like everybody that, that's like a weird I, like, like a thing that everybody My does. Fir- first girlfriend at like 6, I guess a girlfriend whatever you want to call it. Y'all guys real serious. Y'all you got a ring and stuff. <laughs> we got a ring. Onion ring. Got a friendship mm-hmm. ring. We played in the sandbox a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> that's what I you call it. You got them steady. <laughs> so going back to Hocus Pocus, uh what is one of your favorite effects cuz there's, you know, there's effects in this movie. Yeah, there is for sure. I think they were done pretty well. What but what's your favorite one? I, I didn't have one. I'm not gonna lie. Really? Yeah. Not really. Not Billy. I, you didn't like the way Billy looked, no, or when I, no. Salem got ran over and blew up like a basketball. No, no. That's just like I thought the whatever. the witch's makeup was really good. Like I, I also when they were ugly or both when they were ugly and when they were just like their normal looking selves, they still yeah. looked like witches, you know. But they were like at least a little bit more attractive. But as far as like big makeup or like effects, I would have to say. I think I was impressed with them flying around on the brooms. I know it was just I, I liked all the wire work that they did. Even with the book like floating over, you could tell it was like attached to a wire. Hey, and what's with those kids, man? Just stealing brooms. Yeah, right. Did you, did you catch that they were all the three sisters? They were yes. dressed as the sisters, and they all stole brooms. And and that's a point that I brought. up. I was like, hey, look, in 1993, when you can trick or treat without your parents. Yeah. That's- yeah. I remember doing that. Me too. And there was that many kids out on the street too. Yeah. Like there's not that many kids out on the street anymore. Mike was probably old and handing out candy at that time. <laughs> he doesn't remember me. He was. was 30. He was, in, he was 35. <laughs> I didn't yeah. quite understand Yeah, what the kids were doing those days. He didn't really get what Ice and Jay were up to. Nah, he was around yeah. I, I watched this film and I'm just like, God, it's so like so over the top, so old. Oh, like, what is what kids were doing? They were shaving weird. Uh, yeah, and they were picking up pumpkins and smashing them in the street in front of it. They didn't care who yeah, was watching. Yeah, we, we didn't do that in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> we never did that. They'd be like, "Look at these ugly chicks." Uh, you know, <laughs> is that what we did? That's what they did. <laughs> That's what you did, Mike. Yeah. Just so you know. All right, guys. So what I want to know is how we're going to rate this film. I'm going to just go with. I'm going to go with the. Circles of Salt? The Book of Spells. Well, you Ooh, saw that one real wow, quick. Wow, like, that there you go. took forever. The Book of Spells. Or as I like to call it, Shitty Necronomicon. Yep, pretty <laughs> much. Oh, I think it's better than the Necronomicon. Oh, it yeah. has an eye on it. Yeah. 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 The Necronomicon has a whole face. Yeah. Oh, did it light up? Did <laughs> it, it light did. up when you opened it? No, but it attacked you, and it would bite your fang hand off. Your fang hand. 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 Oh, well, I'm glad with my fang hand, I lost that a while ago, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, guys, let's let's rate this movie. Let's start with Kyle. All right, it's uh, it's it, I'm having a hard time decide to deciding how I'm going to rate this film because um, this is not a close film to my heart. I saw this movie uh, maybe part of it once when I was a child when it first came out, and I have not seen it again until well since you know four hours ago was was when I just watched it. So um, I don't think it's a good movie. I can see why people enjoy it. Um, I think the acting um, and part of the witches is good. It's comical and it's theatrical, which is what Disney is going for, basically. Um, but for an adult audience, it's just it's totally lost. It's just it, I think it's slow. I think it's a little boring, and I didn't enjoy it very much. I'm gonna give it one and a half. What are we rating it? Books of what? Book of spells. Uh, book of spells. spells. One and a half book of spells. Okay. One and a half book of spells from Kyle. Up next, Michael Salustio. Okay, so I have uh, one. One of the big problems I have with this film is that um, I feel like everything's fabricated in this film. Like we talked about the sets, right? And maybe you guys can answer me a question real quick. I also feel like the stakes of this film were fabricated, like just thrown together real quickly. I- explain this to me real quick. So the witches are looking for a young girl to become young again, correct? Yes, but or, they, or is it a child? Any child, child. any child. So any child, right? So they had these two guys in cages. Why didn't they just use them? Why didn't they just give up and say, "Well, we don't need Thora Birch." They we took don't need the. Them. Didn't they take the book? Isn't that why they went after him? But they had two kids right there, just like hey, and well, a cauldron of potion. Yeah, a whole cauldron. They could have went. They could have gotten any kid they wanted off the street, but they were all. Fixated on going after Thor Birch for the only reason that I can was, understand was to get the story to go along. No, I don't see no other reason why the stakes were. I got to get Thor Birch. I got to get her. They character. bring it up in, towards the end of the film uh, when all the because uh, they she says to Winnie basically we have all these kids here we don't need them anymore and because they have the book of spells the whole time that's why they're after them. Okay, yeah, but she still made her spell that she needed to her potion with. Yeah, yeah, it. right. And she she says it's because uh, Winnie is very egotistical, and she wanted to get her because she wasn't able to. Yeah, it seems like such a stretch just to be like, oh, it's a character thing. Oh, we have better be a character development. Is it because she called her ugly? Is that yeah, why? It's yes. like it just seems yep. like it, there's not a lot at stake with that, though. It, I mean, I understand getting the book back. I get that. Gotta get the book back. Gotta get the book back. But they had a whole cauldron of the potion, and they only seemed to be interested in being young again. So I don't understand. For those reasons and all the other reasons, I mean, I'm going to give it two books of spells um, because I do think it's it, it's good for kids. I know kids love this film, man. They do. And I would if I had children, I'd probably put them right in front of it and <laughs> just be like... Here we go, guys. Go watch a better horror film. (laughs) I'm not putting it on the same level as this. I'm going to go next. I'm not putting this on the same level as this, but it's the way I can describe it. This is The Goonies for Halloween. This is a kid's Halloween adventure film. That's how I feel about it. Um, You got to take your brain out a little bit to enjoy it because, yeah, things don't always line up. But if you just have fun with it and enjoy the characters and get in the Halloween spirit, this is the movie to do it to, man. Hocus Pocus is it. Bette Midler's awesome. Sarah Jessica Parker, oddly enough, is awesome. I don't like her in anything else. Um, uh, what's the, the other actress's name? I already did this uh, again. Catherine, Catherine Najimi. There you go. Fantastic. Um, 
you know, the kids of the week characters that does have some problems. For that reason, I'm going to give it three and a half uh, books of spells. All right. Chris, where are you at? I grew up with this movie. I would say I, I was probably like nine when I saw it. I wanted to see it when I saw like the trailers because I wasn't really allowed to rent rated R movies at the time. So like this came out. And I was like super pumped because, you know, it's Halloween themed and I always loved Halloween. And uh, so I finally got to watch it and it just I don't know what it was about it, but it stuck with me. So it does it does have like a a, I have a history with the movie. Um, I appreciate everything about it. I think it like you said, Cody, it's just a fun thing. You got to take your brain out and who cares? You know, it's just it goes by super fast. The characters are all very good. It's very good timing between all of the characters. It's a it's a simple story. It's a childhood I wish I had. I wish I had grown up in Salem after watching this movie and had this crazy adventure. You know what I mean? It's it's something I can definitely uh, put myself in and want to experience. So, uh, with that being said, I am going to give it f- four and a half. Wow! Book of spells. That is a huge. That's a oh, huge wow. rating. There you go, guys. So when we come back, we're gonna play. A uh, game that's brand new, and it's uh, a fantasy draft. We're going to fantasy draft our top five horror movie villains when we come back. Bye. (gasps) Bye. 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 Bubble, bubble. I'm in trouble. Tell me, friend, what is this contraction? I call it a bus. A bus. A what? <laughs> and its purpose? To convey gorgeous creatures such as yourselves to your most forbidden desires. <laughs> well. Hey guys, we're back and we are going to play Fear Draft. <laughs> oh. Where we're going to draft the top five horror movie villains of all time. Okay, they gotta be in order from five to one, one being the number one villain of all time, okay? And you have one honorable mention. We're gonna start off with number five. It's gonna go in a rotation. We'll start off with Kyle and we'll go around the room and we'll end on me. So Kyle? Yes. You're drafted at number five. Who's uh, your number five? Number five, I have Jack Torrance. The Shining. Not on my list. That was on my list. Not on my list. Right Save. There. Don't don't tell what you're, okay, where sorry, it's at sorry, on your sorry, list. Sorry. Yeah. Cause. But look at that. Look at that connection right there. Boom. Not on my list. Why is he on your list? Um, I. Lo- well, you'll probably learn with quite a few of the characters on my list. I love uh, psychological horror. I love that. Um, I love the crazy in people. Like it. It. it it's. I think that frightens me more than anything else is like yeah yeah there's there's demonic possessions and shit that happens in horror films but that's all seems fantasy still where somebody fucking snapping and just going insane is real and he embodies that beautifully he well obviously he sees ghosts or sees other things and shit that's going on but he fucking loses his mind and he tries to kill his family it's fucking great it's terrifying there you go chris who's your number five my number five was Pennywise from It. 
Pennywise from It's not on my list. That's on my list, actually. Not on mine. Is it? Not <laughs> on my list. What are you guys syncing up here? <laughs> <laughs> not on my list. Yeah, that's my number five. I think I'm not really afraid of clowns. Um, I think clowns have been they've tried to do them up scary and make them more like of monsters but this was a clown that sort of still looked like a person to me and uh and, and you never forget those sharp teeth i think that's uh definitely a character that will stick with me it it was definitely you know the scene in it where the little boat goes down into the drain the kid sticks his arm in there and then the clown opens his mouth and it's like razor sharp teeth I saw that when I was five years old, and I think a lot of kids saw it when they were younger, and it, it sticks with them for a long time. Never made a paper boat again, did you? Nope. Mm-hmm. Not sticking my arm down in a drain, that's for damn sure. Mike, number five. Okay, so my number five actually comes from a very recent film. Uh, it is The Baba Duke. Oh, yeah. And uh, didn't make it, my list, but I Put it right to. out there, right out there. Spoilers, just so you might want to skip ahead. Uh, one of the reasons why I love the Babadook is because it might not even be a real thing. It might not even be there. But it is a frightening creature that has a psychological implications that it might be a manifestation of something else. Not even a creature, but it follows all the rules of what a frightening, like a like a poltergeist would. Uh, that's why I have him at my number five. There you go. My number five um, uh, is the one that might get me in trouble. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily would be considered from a horror movie, but I think it's one of the best villains, and it's a ghost of all time. The Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. (laughs) That is my number five. Yeah. He's not very terrifying, but he is terrifying. He's He's a a giant fucking marshmallow marshmallow man. It's kind of like he's terrifying in the way that he's not terrifying. Yes. He's not supposed to be terrifying, but he is. Yeah. Yeah. He steps on you. What did you do, Ray? What did you do? <laughs> Kyle, you're number four. Number four, Asami Yamazaki from the film Audition. This is the. Nope, I'm getting head shaking. Nobody's no, no. seen this? I just have never seen it. Yeah. I, I have seen she, some of this. She's not seen this, so I'm going to have to go check this out. All right, she, number four. she is a. Uh, what well, seems like a very uh, normal but quiet, shy Japanese girl. It's a Japanese. Uh, I've heard of no, I've heard of this film, and I hear it's it's, it's fantastic. Fucking brutal. She basically starts dating this. Uh, uh, recent, I think it's this guy's wife dies or something. So he holds a fake audition to meet girls, basically, and this is the one he he picks. And then she becomes uh, jealous of his dead wife to the point that she knocks him up with a uh, drug that basically paralyzes him. And then begins going to work on his body with piano wire, with um, uh, acupuncture needles, some go into the eye, and she's just overall, uh, once again, a complete psychopath, and it's just terrifying to watch. Okay. Chris, number four. Number number four. Are we on number four or number three? We're on number four. We're on number four. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, number four for me was Jack Torrance. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I don't need to say too much more than what was already said by Kyle, but, uh, definitely think Jack Nicholson makes a great villain. Yes. So Mike, number four, my number four is Jerry Dandridge, the vampire from Fright Night. I think Chris Sarandon is fantastic in that film because he embodies this. I mean, the, the whole concept of the film is that it's a vampire living next door, and he is so out of place with it. He has that weird dandyism. It's almost like he comes from a different era, and that's what's so appealing about him. 
buddy's frightening. He is a frightening character, and the way he plays that character is so great. He's so great. All right, my number four is uh, terrifying because uh, it can be anyone, and it's Ghostface. Uh, Scream. Okay. Gotcha. No, no, no one. No one. No one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it was a good, one of the. Yeah, dude, I think it was a good character. Great character that changed the game in horror movies. I mean, that it definitely brought the slasher, the, the slasher. Brought it back to life. Brought yeah. it back. Yeah. Ghostface is a great character. Kind of reinvented that. You know the the yeah. idea of the slasher. Really well. Number three. Kyle. Uh, number three uh, is a specific. It's Hannibal Lecter, but it's Hannibal Lecter from the current, or I guess now former TV series Hannibal, played by Mads McKelson. I believe I'm saying his name right. Okay. Um, he played this character better than I think anybody else. After you watch the show, you watch Anthony Hopkins' version, and it's just so theatrical and almost comical, whereas Matt's character, um, he's a perfectionist. A lot of the show focuses on him. Uh, it has a lot to do with, like, cooking, and he's, like, this, like, fucking five-star culinary chef with human bodies. He's creating these lavish meals, to which all these characters in the film, FBI agents and profiles who are basically chasing this person, they don't know it's him yet, they're sitting there having dinner with him because he's helping the FBI in the first season and stuff. And they're eating these bodies with him and not knowing it. And he's just, he is so, he's so uh, violent and terrifying, but he doesn't, he doesn't seem out of place. It feels very natural to him. Like he, he he's not doing anything wrong in his mind and it, he plays it beautifully. Great, great, great portrayal of Hannibal Lecter. Chris, number three. Number three is going to have to be Tony Todd, the Candyman himself. The idea of that freaks the fuck out of me. Um, you know, we'd all probably already heard the story of Bloody Mary, you know, when we were yeah. kids. And this was kind of a, a more modern take on it. But they didn't make it cheesy. They made it actually really frightening. And I have to thank Clive Barker for that one. Um, and uh, and Tony Todd, I you know we've seen him in The Crow, we've seen him in other things, but I think this was the role that oh, he definitely. really embodied the most. For sure, Mike number three. My number three is Regan or slash uh, Lucifer, Satan, whatever devil was possessing this girl. Um, that that character is a mind fuck of a fucking villain. Yeah. Like that is the, the frightening thing about it is just how she's just constantly trying to get into these priests' heads and fuck with them constantly. Oh my god, it's frightening just to see a creature that's so manipulative like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the frightening thing about it. Yeah, I love her. My number three is a psychopath. He's crazy, and he wears other people's skin. His name's Leatherface. That's my number three. That dude, Leatherface I, is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, that whole family is terrifying. I almost throw a whole family in there, but I'm just going with Leatherface on this one because I don't want to throw the whole gang in there. But chainsaws, terrifying, horrible way to go. A uh, big dude who outweighs you is incredibly strong, but uh, wearing other people's skin and uh, dancing his ass off. Dances, especially, especially number two, man. He's especially got, he's number got a two. Shimmy. He's got he a shimmy. dances his ass off, but I gotta go with Leatherface for uh, number three. <laughs> Kyle, you're number two. Not on anybody else's list. Nope. Wow. Uh, my number two would be Leatherface. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, specifically, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one, the original. 
Not from, two? From the 70s. <laughs> no. Not breakdance in the that, Leatherface? That was my problem with number two. They took the fear out of Leatherface. The first movie scared the shit out of me. Like, oh, dude, he is so, my just God. so creepy and, and like, brutal. And it, he, I find him different than, like, say, a Jason or a Michael Myers where they're slow and not, you know, they're, they're slow and they're moving, but they always catch you. Whereas he's like fucking, he's booking it after you with a chainsaw over his head. Like, yeah, how much screaming. fucking more terrifying. And that scene at the where they're going through the, the desert at night and they... Yeah. Guy, the guy in the wheelchair like points the flashlight right in his face. He just gets fucking chainsaw the gut. Fucking makes me jump every time. Number two for Kyle was Leatherface. Chris, who's number two for you? Number two for me would be Pumpkinhead. Ooh. And that's because I just love creatures. Like I think that I think the creature idea is oh more almost more terrifying than a human being being the villain because it's something you haven't seen before. And that particular creature the pumpkin head creature is really frightening let me ask you a question pumpkin one or two (laughs) one or two bro uh i like them both two is actually surprisingly good two is uh, (laughs) i like two better than one yeah i'm a two fan one's a little boring uh two kind of gets going two turns into like a slasher film so that's why i think Mm -hmm. i like it Mm -hmm. all right speaking of two Mike, who's your number two? Are you saying I'm your number two? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. If I had to pick a co-host, Mike, it'd be you. Oh, man. Uh, my number two is Jason Voorhees. Um, what I love about Jason Voorhees is that he's a tank. That's it. He's just this unstoppable force. You throw everything at him, and he just keeps coming. And that slow, wondering, whatever you would call it, coming at you the fact that you just keep hitting him and he never goes down he's gonna get you eventually i think that is very frightening well and and he has amazing character development from you know going from a country boy with a bag (laughs) with a bag over his eye to a city slicker uh boxing people's heads off that's how it is fantastic scene he's like an onion he has layers man he does (laughs) different dimensions you to see him go from a country boy to a city slicker it's amazing And he goes to space. He's an astronaut. He's yeah. an astronaut. He's an this astronaut. dude is living every childhood dream. <laughs> Jason Voorhees is doing it. He's really a He's hero. He's not even a villain. We shouldn't even be on this He's list. He's not even on the list. <laughs> my, uh, my number two, um, again, goes with the theme of it could be anyone. And that would be The Thing from John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes. That's, that's Fant- oh, God, dude. Cool. Such a good Terrifying. Oh. Yeah. Holy crap! Is that scary? and it's like what you don't is know it? who it is. What exactly. is it? Yeah, and, and what is it? Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And you can't let it out. <laughs> that's such a that, that's a great pick. That's a great yeah, pick. that's my number two. Kyle, who's your number Very one? Uh, my number one is Pennywise. Really? Um, wow. Really? It's number one. Not even on my list. And you put it as number one? You know what? I fucking hate clowns. Um, Tim Curry is fantastic as this evil demon spirit and. Like, of all things, for this, like, demonic creature to take the form of, like, a fucking clown. Like, really? A fucking clown. I hate clowns. And, yes, as Chris pointed out, he has the razor-sharp teeth. And, um, I don't know. He just sucks. So <laughs> I just I just hate. He just appears and, like, scares you and yeah. then disappears. And then... Fucking balloons full of blood popping in front of your face. Like, go oh, fuck yourself. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like him. Yeah, every time you turn around, he's cracking a fucking joke and that movie, somebody. That movie took... It took so so long for me to finally watch it all the way through because I just didn't like the clown aspect. What about that scene where he's standing in the middle of the big like 
fieldy, like what is it? It's like a, it's almost like a reservoir. Yeah, like, like the a, like the pond thing. Yeah, and he's just standing in the middle, like waving. It's yeah, like that haunts your fucking. It fucking dreams. does. It's yeah, uh, yeah, not yeah. not a fan. Chris, number one, number one. Um, I, I, you know, I'm just a fan fanboy here, but uh, Michael Myers, he's a little slow, but uh, he's a little slow. But I think he is the probably the. To me, the creepiest slasher. Another psycho. That's another psycho on the list. The dude with a mask on. It's very simple, but I think all you know, really, the the mood of those films is what is this. what hooks me too. Let me ask you this: which which Michael Myers? Oh, Resurrection for sure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? No, no, I was we all like, looked at him which, like, Which huh? Michael Myers character do you I, like I, more? I, do you like I like the... six. I like six. I like the first one, and I like six. Oh, we're not even talking about that. What I'm talking about is do you like the Rob Zombie Michael oh, Myers? Oh, Jesus. No, 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 no. The, the like original. anything before that. I love Rob Zombie's films. Don't get me wrong. Captain Spaulding was my, uh, is my uh, what do you call it? Honorable mention? That's my, that's my honorable mention. Well, you're already letting that out the back? Right. <laughs> yeah, well, what the fine. fuck? Why not? Why not? Uh, so, you it's know, show, I, love, you do I love Rob Zombie, <laughs> but don't think that I don't think that he captured what everybody loves so much about the original series. By the way, Kevin Spaulding is an honorable mention. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mike, who's your number one? Okay, so my number one is also from The Shining. So this might be a disagreement to you and uh, Kyle and Chris. Shelley Duvall. Uh, no, actually, it's, it's it's the hotel. I feel that's the villain in it's a good um, one. The Shining. Look, I get a little twist on that. Huh? I think he, it, the hotel in itself, is a character. It has a lot of, it has character. It's yeah. And the way Kubrick shoots it at the beginning of it, where the fear of it is, starts off as just being in a big, open, empty area. As that's where the frightening, that's where the suspense starts building, and then you start seeing these creepy things, and then you start realizing that it's this kind of entity that's trapping these souls and using these souls to turn people insane or whatever, and then trying to keep them in, and that's where Jack goes nuts and starts murdering everybody. Uh huh. Yeah. Is your honorable mention the house from House? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the house from house. No, it's not. But I do have an honorable mention. I oh, do too. Can you get that now? Or you can throw it out there. I Why not? Get mine Chris, out there. Well, the hey, guys, say your honorable mentions. Okay. Chris uh, already broke uh, the rules. Uh, my my <laughs> honorable mention because it's not it, it's not technically a horror film, but uh, it's a horror film in space, as I believe Ridley Scott said it was. Is the Xenomorph from Alien? Um, I think it's. Oh, dude, that counts. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Okay, that is a horror. Okay, film. I didn't know if that discredited it but it definitely put it in my honorable mention um the idea of something infecting you in a way it's kind of like a it's like a like a vi- it's using you as a procreation device it's freaking you know yeah and the chest the chest burst scene is so yep. iconic mm-hmm. for that very reason the idea that something a creature can not only just murder you outright but use you as like like it's a parasite it's just disgusting yeah, you're just it, the host yeah, you're the host who's your honorable mention before i say my number one Oh, uh, Annie Wilkes. Ooh, good one. Yeah, from that, Misery. There you go. That movie. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, you notice a lot of people on my list are more psychological killers. I'm noticing that as I'm reading them off, actually. But yeah, she is batshit fucking crazy. Um, she breaks his fucking leg so he can't get away with the goddamn sledgehammer. Like that's uh. The scene makes me want to like just vomit every time I see it. And you don't even see see anything in the film. You just hear it off screen. No, you see the foot bend. Do you? Oh, I think yeah, you, do. you do. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, you fucking do. Uh, you fucking just 
go. It just makes a ninety degree turn. Like, feet uh, shouldn't do that. Oh god. Yeah. Hate that. All wow. right. Who's your honorable mention? Code? Well, I'm gonna go to my number one first. Okay. My number one is gonna be Freddy. Hands down for me, it's Freddy. Can't believe it was on no one's list. Kind of shocked by that. But uh, yeah, dude, Freddy's terrifying, man. He's in your dreams. Yeah. So you, you can't, can't sleep. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And no, uh, when I was a kid, also, uh, he, the, the, the television show. Um, Freddy's Nightmare or something. Yeah. Like had like the, they ripped off the bed scene again, but it was, I think it was in like a water bed. And I just I remember that to this day as being like just frightening because I had a water bed. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah, it scared the living bejesus out of me. Oh, so that's my number one. My honorable mention would have to be um, Godzilla. Got to give it up to him because he's dude. He's a monster. No, I, I would give it. it would have to, I have two honorable mentions. It's actually Godzilla and Dracula. Because Dracula, you have to throw in. Should be number one on everyone's list, I feel like, because he's been in every single horror movie throughout time. I feel like if I had a second honorable mention, it would have been Freddy Krueger, just so you know. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Good. But, uh, I mean, Dracula, you got to throw Dracula in, for, for real, because Dracula has been around for, oh, God, ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... And they just keep on reincarnating Dracula in different movies. So, I mean, as a, as a character, as a villain, he's probably realistically number one, but this is our pick, so whatever. Yeah. All right, guys, that's our show for the evening. I hope you enjoyed uh, the fantasy draft. I know I did. Um, tell us what your fantasy draft is. Tell us what your top five is on our Facebook or our Twitter at ColtFilm underscore review or our Instagram at ColtFilm underscore review. Or tell Mike uh, on his Twitter uh, at Mike Bustio. Or uh, on his blog. Well, FriendlyNeighborhoodFilmmaking.com. You don't have to contact me on that, though. That's Go of, ahead. That'd be a weird, that would be a weird cross-promotion. Like, hey, man. Go ahead. You're, you're, you're from Cult Film and Review, right? Just go I ahead. don't give a shit about this other shit you're talking about, short films. <laughs> go ahead and just contact him on there. Yeah. Best okay. way to get a hold go of Go straight him. there. Best way. Bypass yeah. the Cult just Film go website. Right go straight. We, don't, we, we can keep for- it between us, and we don't have to include all these other three guys. But also, <laughs> let's not us forget. Do we want fan picks? Yeah, we, yeah, want we fan always picks. want. We fan always picks. want fan picks. So send us your fan picks via mail. Snail mail. Yeah, the actual <laughs> real mail. No, let's I'm just let's not give out the address. No, uh, but definitely on <laughs> we'll Twitter. We'll give out Chris's address. Definitely on PO Facebook. Box. You might even be able. Maybe you're an Instagram. Go on Instagram. Tell us. Put it on there. We've already picked one, and I think we got more coming, if I'm not mistaken. And prizes. And prizes. Prizes come included. So, hey guys, it's our show for the week. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you around the corner.